everyone. I'm Melinda DeSetta, licensed psychotherapist and your dating and relationship expert. Welcome to my podcast, Melinda in Miami. This podcast will cover common and societal sexual challenges that many of you are experiencing today. But before we jump into the sexy little things, I want to introduce you to me. I'm currently earning my PhD in clinical sexology. I love talking about dating, relationships. Most importantly, I love talking about sex. I live in Miami. I moved here the first chance I could from Minnesota, and I went to UM, go Canes, and of course stayed. A few years ago, I opened my mental health practice in the heart of Miami. I work with beautiful, intelligent, fabulous people who are struggling with dating and relationships, and like all of us, are healing from heartbreak. I love what I do, and I love my practice in Miami. So one thing to know about Miami is the societal pressures that exist here, as they do in any large city. The pressure to be glamorous, thin, wealthy, all while looking stress-free and not that you're physically dying from the heat. But one of the hidden societal pressures that exists that is not talked about often, but I see so commonly in my office, is the pressure around sex. I've had multiple men in my office talking about how they want to look like a porn star, feeling that this is what their partner is expecting from them, feeling that this is how their friends are performing in the bedroom. However, this performance anxiety causes men not to achieve an erection when they would like to have sexy time. So today's show is all about young men experiencing erectile dysfunction. It is more common than ever now that men in their 20s and 30s are experiencing erectile dysfunction. So to start, I want to go back to the basics. Yes, it is common that aging men experience erectile dysfunction more. That is normal. Men who are aging need more stimulation and they need more time to get erect. That's common and to be expected. Nothing that we need to run to the doctor for. Also, one thing that can create erectile dysfunction is the medication you're on. So I would encourage you all to ask your doctor what the side effects are. Read the small print. I always say refrain from Googling what could be causing your ED. You never know what's going to come up when you go through Google search engine. One thing to note is that men can contract a UTI. It is not as common as it is in women, but if you have sex with a woman who has a UTI, you may contract that as well and not even know that you're having symptoms, but it is causing you to have ED. So this is something that if you're experiencing ED, to go to the doctor and ask about as well. Our sexual functioning can be one of the first flags that you see that something is wrong internally. So when I first start working with a man, I always encourage him to see a doctor or urologist. Get tested for your testosterone level. Find out if there's any problems with your circulatory system or your prostate. All these things the first symptom could be ED. Stress, anxiety, depression, weed, alcohol, cigarettes. These are all big factors as well. So if you smoke weed every day, 
a common side effect is going to be ED. If you're consistently stressed at work, you're having a lot of difficulty turning your brain off after five o'clock, you may notice that you have low sexual desire or when you want to have sex, you're having trouble getting an erection. In America, we love quick fixes. So oftentimes, men run to their doctors or they run to their best friends and ask for Viagra or Cialis. Now, these are wonderful drugs and can really help somebody. I'm going to encourage you, though, to first think about the side effects that can happen. One thing is you have to take the pill an hour before sexy time. So a lot can happen in an hour. And if you end up not having sex, then you may have an erection for the next four hours. Also, if you take one of your friend's pills, you could be experiencing some pretty traumatic side effects. I've heard some horror stories of men experiencing blurred vision and a lot of different side effects that were very unpleasant. So I encourage you to always go and get it prescribed from your doctor. So one of the biggest factors in ED is yes, porn. And I'm here to say that porn is a mystical feat and oftentimes unreal. As I said, I have heard many men in my office saying, I want to look like a porn star. Well, this performance anxiety in itself can give you ED. When we put this much stress on ourselves to be something that's not real. And yes, I am pro porn. I'm definitely all for it. I would encourage you to experience a date with yourself. Make a porn a sexy experience. Have a nice little date with yourself. Think candles, think lighting, and give yourself that time. But always remembering that porn is not real and we should not expect that of our partner. On the other side of porn, when porn is watched in excess, our brain creates neurotic tolerance. So the penis remembers this tolerance and it actually wants more, more newness, more craziness, more unrealistic factors. And the penis will remember that excitement and it will get very used to it and build up this erotic tolerance to a place that an actual human being in the bedroom cannot replicate. So as much as you want to have sex with your partner in a very loving fashion, no matter how hot the partner is, your penis may be very used to a very high erotic tolerance. Another point with masturbating to porn is we get very used to what we want, where we want it, when we want it, the pressure, um, all these different things that we want in that moment to achieve orgasm. However, our partner doesn't know everything what we're thinking at that time. So sometimes the brain gets very used to just masturbating. It can oftentimes be an overall more pleasurable experience. It can often be a much faster experience. So we really do at that time have to rethink sexy. We have to become more communicative with our partner. So I want you to take a second and analyze your porn journey. Yes, I'm calling this a porn journey. Think about the very first time you watched porn. How old were you? What was the scene? Was it a missionary style? Was it between a man and woman? Now think about what your porn journey looks like now. 
What are the latest clicks you're making? What are you searching for? I can imagine it's very different from that very first time. That is an example of the erotic tolerance that I'm referring to. It was just released that the most common search porn was incest porn, mostly between a stepdad and a stepdaughter. But porn is unrealistic. It is a mystical thing that we're not exactly sure how it happens. We should not expect our partner to be able to replicate that. As many people today, especially in quarantine, watch porn, our brain does build this erotic tolerance. We do get very used to using our own body parts or toys to reach orgasm. And that can all create ED. And erectile dysfunction can be so demeaning to men. And men can get really shameful on themselves and think that something is wrong with them. I'm here to tell you that this happens and that it doesn't mean something is wrong with you. It's common and it happens to every man at some point in their life, if not multiple times in their life. There's not always a reason, so don't get stuck in the causes as to why all the time. In that moment, if you're really desiring to have sex with that partner in front of you, but you're not able to, there's not always a reason as to why we cannot get an erection. Sometimes it just happens. Maybe a stressful day. Maybe we have been watching too much porn. Maybe our medication. But I'm here to say, step back from the situation for a moment. Take a few deep breaths. Don't let your mind go into a self-criticizing negative place. Take those deep breaths, calm your body down, and try again. Going into how do we work through this a little more, I'm a big believer in hypnotherapy. I'm also studying it right now and putting together a whole program for men on how to work through their erectile dysfunction. If you're experiencing this now, I would encourage you to reach out to a hypnotherapist and tell them what's going on and ask how they can help. Also, my last tip before we go into the next part of the show is we must rethink sexy. So I'm going to encourage you to take a break from porn. I'm not saying that you have to take a break forever, but let's rewire your mind and rethink sexy. So push porn to the side for a moment. Allow your mind and your body to reacclimate what it's like to be with another person and how to physically and emotionally be in that moment. Because sometimes it can be very difficult for us to be fully present and mindful of what's going on. Sex is not always about reaching orgasm. Sex is a journey of pleasure. So don't make your goal to have an orgasm. Make your goal to feel connection, intimacy, pleasure. If that's your goal with your partner, maybe it's not your goal. Maybe your goal is to physically feel pleasure. But put to the side the idea that I always have to have an orgasm. If you are someone that masturbates a lot, I'm going to encourage you to really tell your partner what you like, right? Because When we masturbate, we know exactly where we want it, when we want it, and when. But our partner does not unless we tell them. So this is where communication is key. 
So those are a few of my in-moment tips and some of the things I'm seeing that are so common in the Miami scene and I'm sure very common in your area too. I'm really excited to get into the second part of the show where we welcome my colleague from New York City, Damon Barham, who's licensed in traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture. He is going to give you his perspective on ED, what he's seeing in New York City, and a few tips on how to overcome it. So Damon, I'm so excited to have you here. Why don't you tell our listeners a little about your practice? Okay, so um, I live in New York and I hold two different licenses. One is in acupuncture and the other is in massage therapy. I specialize in uh, using traditional Chinese medicine, which incorporates acupuncture, massage, herbal medicine, and corrective exercise as a way to balance the body's energy, it sees the body integrated through mind, body, and spirit. So it's not just treating symptoms. It's trying to understand the person as a whole. Right. That holistic approach. I'm sure yeah. you're very busy. So tell us a little bit. Have you seen men in their 20s and 30s experiencing erectile dysfunction? You know, I've seen it happening more more and more in the last couple of years or so. So it's something that I'm familiar with. And when you contacted me to, to discuss this, it was something I was eager to share with your listeners. Good. So what do you think is causing this? So, so holistically, we always have to look at things because we're always trying to find the root cause of something instead of just treating the symptoms. So we have to look at the forest instead of the trees sometimes and try to understand what's happening in the person's lifestyle. Um, very often, if it's, if it's a younger person, the, the, the age group you mentioned was people in their 20s and 30s, I believe. Um, very often, it's not going to be something that's that's biomedically wrong with them. In other words, there's no health-related issues. They probably don't have diabetes or heart disease or clogged blood vessels. Uh, they may be overweight. That's certainly possible. They could possibly have blood pressure that's high, and their cholesterol could be high. But very often with that age group, you're dealing with stuff that's going to be more or less psychogenically generated, yes. which basically means it's coming from the mind, which means you have to then treat it with the mind. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So what, what are you seeing in New York City that is coming from the psychogenic cause? So, so very often um, uh, the, the person is, is disconnecting with the person that they're with. So, so they want to re, have to reconnect with it. And that means turning off the fantasy. And the fantasy can often be related to, to porn, which I don't think is the enemy of the world and it's not it's not Satan in, in you know in the media. Um, I do think that there can be a healthy display of porn in one's life in terms of seeing it and watching it with your loved one. That's fine. I don't have anything wrong with that. The problem is when it becomes excessive to the point where it takes on a fantasy that may be distracting you from the person you're with. This could be very this what I would say this could be very common, but it doesn't mean it's the only reason. So what would be excess? in watching porn. So, so I think, I think if the person has to, has, if the person realizes that the, that the person that they are in a relationship with, that, that the sexuality is being uh, affected, uh, they have to backtrack and figure out, well, what, what is it? Is the person possibly, uh, watching it every day and, and can only feel aroused by watching that? That certainly may be an indication. Um, but, but again, we want to, we want to, find out what what the person's lifestyle is in combination are they sleeping enough 
right? This can also be, this can also disconnect. It, it, the person may have low testosterone levels, which could certainly be possible even, even in the 30s. Right, which can be a contributing factor. Okay, um, so you know, are they consuming alcohol? About tobacco. I mean, we have to start looking at what they're taking in. Um, are they eating a lot of meat in their diet? Right. These can all have effects, but I think the one that that I would say that I would like to discuss more is 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 more of the one that's psychogenically generated, and and, and we're going to assume that person is is not connecting with their partner. Possibly due to porn, it could also be excessive uh, uh, media. Just being exposed to excessive media before they go to bed. It could be, you know, social media, uh, a lot of social media, uh, a lot of internet searchings, and and their, you know, their their nervous system is all out of whack because they're in this jolted state, right? And so they have to maybe turn all of that off and be present with the person. Um, so that's that's something that I would, you know, that I see. Right. And before you came on, I was talking to our listeners about the idea of erotic tolerance. So starting with porn and then our porn journey relating up to um, things that are much crazier and much more unrealistic in porn. Do you think this escalation of erotic tolerance is definitely increasing ED in young men? Uh, you know, I, 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 there's no studies that I can just roll off the top of my head and say yes. But I would say with the advent of, of the internet and having the easily accessibility of this, some may, some may be, be taking it too far. And, and you know, uh, the other thing is it could, it could be that you're losing a intimacy with the person with maybe that you're not turning, maybe they're not turning you on anymore. So we have to find the things that did initially turn them on. Maybe it was the way they wore their hair in a certain way. Maybe, you know, so, so whatever it is and, and, and being open with the person you're with to really express, you know, what it is not to hide it, not to feel shameful because that can create a vicious cycle, but to really try to understand, you know, what is it? What, what is this disconnect? Because sex, it, when it's, when it's not, when it's being affected is the canary in the coal mine. And in other words, it's, it's giving an indication of what type of imbalance is taking place between you and the other person. So it's an opportunity to to resolve it. And I think you can, I'd like to list a couple of things that I, that I do recommend, uh, in combination. One of the key things I would say is if in fact this is, uh, related to, let's say their nervous system is being exposed to too much pornography, right? Let's assume that. Why not shift the visualization where you can lay in your bed and imagine the experience being with your person, with the person that you're with and, and, seeing how that turns you on. In other words, try to use your imagination and shift it in the direction you want to go instead of creating the fantasy that the porn can, can elicit. So turn the fantasy into what you want. In this case, a healthy sexual relationship, right? With your partner. Wow. So I'm also really hearing what you're saying is men who are experiencing this, they're really having to go back and relearn and reconnect with their partner of what turns them on, like re reestablishing this connection yeah. yeah start from the beginning what what turned you on about this person well you know it was it, it, you know it could be the, uh, a certain dress that they had that that made you attractive or the way they positioned their hair or, or whatever i mean you know find whatever that is it could be it could be a part of their body that you're attracted to you know um try to use that to key off of creating that that visualization where you can recreate it in your mind it's sort of like a self-hypnosis 
right, in your mind and try to make it real. And if you get aroused from that and you get an erection from that, well, then you know you're on the right track, right? Uh, don't feel bad if it doesn't happen, but, but certainly that can be a good indication that, that you're, you're, you're reconnecting, uh, you know, you're, recon- you're reestablishing that connection. Exactly. So what the question that all our viewers are very excited to hear from you, what can they be doing at home? Right. So so what's great about natural medicine is that that very often the, the therapies can be things that you can just incorporate into your lifestyle. In other words, if you go to a doctor and let's say you have ED and it's psychogenic, they could they could take a pharmaceutical medication to to address it. But that may not be really getting to the true cause. Uh, it may be just treating the symptoms, which may not be a good long-term solution, uh, particularly often with side effects. So with holistic therapies, we, we incorporate things that, pe- that people can do in their everyday life. So I'll just list a couple things that, that I would recommend. Um, first of all, looking at your diet, right? I mean, I mentioned that before, all right? Uh, particularly reducing meat, alcohol, and tobacco. Those three things, even if you're healthy and you're young, can can actually lower your libido, particularly the circulation uh, in your penis. Okay, so so I would say definitely those three things I would I would be looking to reduce. Right, I mentioned the pornography, I mentioned, but I want to also even mention social media. And certainly, social media is wonderful. We're using it right now; it's beautiful. But if it's done excessive, too much, it can actually distract you from the person that you're with. Let's say they're in, you're in bed with them and they're too busy going online. There, there's an opportunity to turn that off and to reestablish that connection. So that's, those are some real obvious things right there. Um, I'm a huge fan of yoga and I'm also a certified yoga teacher myself. So I think yoga also uh, helps you to reestablish the connection with your sexuality and uh, and your body's nervous system. It helps to recalibrate it. Um, uh, yoga is a type of tantra, believe it or not. A lot of people don't know that, but it is. It's a type of tantra. So it's balancing the yin and the yang, or the opposite energies, the male and female energies within us and also outside of us. Um, aerobic exercise I like a lot because I think it can help to blow off some of the extra uh, stress hormones that's building up in the system and it, and, and it helps to, to reactivate the fight or flight and can also recalibrate it. So I'm a big fan of aerobic exercise. I'm also a personal trainer, so I'm a big fan of exercise as well. Um, I said uh, massage also. I'm also a massage therapist, so I do recommend this. So massage specifically of the head and the top of the feet, but particularly with sesame oil before you go to bed, sesame oil, if you could actually even heat up the oil a little bit, that would be even better. And place it, massaging it. Have the person that you're with massage your feet and massage your head with the sesame oil. What that's going to do is it's going to help to reboot the nervous system to re, to basically put yourself into that, that, that relaxation state, ready to go to sleep. But also it can help reestablish the connection between you and the other person. So have, have, have your that for you. And I'm sure um, you can also switch off as well if, if you feel jealous. And Damon, just to clarify for all of our listeners, what, what head are you referring to? So I'm talking about the scalp okay. and the feet, the, the two scalp. opposite ends of the body. Okay. So that's just, a great question. Just so, wanted to clarify um, so nobody not, puts anything anywhere they shouldn't. 
Right. I I, I specifically mentioned the uh, the the head, but I didn't say which one. But good question. It's the it's the it's the it's the scalp. Okay. So of the head with the essential oils. Um, I mean, I cannot say enough. If a person is not getting the sleep that they need, their body's just not going to, it's not, you're not going to be well. I don't care what your diet is. I don't care if you, you know, yoga and everything else and you're not getting disease. It's not going to happen. So, so getting that, that sleep um, is, is essential. Um, also, I like, I like using certain essential oils. Um, my thing I would say is to find the one that, that resonates with you. Uh, make sure not to put it in your mouth or your eyes because it can sting. So I'll just place that as a little disclaimer. But the essential oils that, that I would recommend that you can use um, are sandalwood, cinnamon, musk, and wintergreen. And what you would do is you would actually ply them on the body. Um, you could have your partner place it onto your body in the, in the sesame oil. Right, it, you, the, um, that where they're going to do the massage, and that that the essential oil can help to to uh, when you when you're having sex with your partner, reapply the essential oil, and it can help to bring back some positive associations between you and that other person, building up like a condition, kind of like a condition response, and it smells wonderful. Um, I'm a big fan of sandalwood, but but certainly any one of those would be fine. Um, uh, what else? Uh, how about just playing relaxing music when you're in bed with the person? Why not? Find something that's going to sedate you, that's going to build a, a, a soothing environment. Um, maybe candles, you know, using the essential oils, activating the senses, really creating a ritual where you're telling the body consciously and unconsciously, it's time to, it's, it's time to make some love. I love that. It's time to make some love. (laughs) I love that. Setting the sexy mood. Wow. Damon, these are all fabulous tips. I feel like the hardest one may be the sleep part. But if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you for, for themselves, maybe even for their partner, how can they contact you? Where can they find you? Well, right now I actually have my practice down until September. So I'm not seeing anybody now. Um, I, I won't be working until probably the end, more like the end of September, but they're certainly welcome to email me with any questions that they have. And my email address is Damon's health at yahoo.com D A M O N S health H E A L T H at yahoo.com. They can ask me any questions they wish. And I would be happy to do that. Another thing I just want to also mention, uh, is sometimes when, there is that disconnect and maybe the person isn't uh, performing the way that they should. It may be a time to reevaluate the relationship. It could be maybe you're not supposed to be with this person. Maybe it's an indication that, that you have fallen out of love and you know, that does happen. So that's another thing to sort of think of. It could also be an indication that the relationship may need to shift. That's such a good point because the penis really is attached to the limbic system in our brain, which has a lot of these emotions. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak to all our listeners. I hope you all found this helpful and can use some of these at-home tips. Right. My pleasure. And I'm, I'm glad that we connected. So I hope everyone can make some love now. <laughs> thank you, Damon. Okay. Take care. 
So now we've come to my favorite part of the show, Melinda's mailbag. So these are frequently asked questions I get on my Instagram, Facebook, emailed to me, or come up in session oftentimes. Hi everybody, I'm Shawnee Mick, the sidekick and the average Joe of the show. Well, welcome Sean, and thank you for being here. So Sean, what is the first question of today's show? So the viewer asked, how much porn is too much porn? I like that question. I would say it's probably a common one most guys have. I would think so. So from a clinical response, I have a few ideas. And beginning with, why are you watching porn? Are you turning to porn when you're feeling stressed, depressed, anxious, maybe you're upset with your partner? Well, if you turn to porn when you're having these emotional issues, you may become dependent on porn. And yes, this is when porn becomes too much. So this is a time to remove the porn from your life and understand why am I having these emotions? Why am I having these thoughts? And this is what therapy is all about. A few other ways to know if we're watching too much porn would be, does porn control your daily schedule? Do you plan your activities around watching porn? Do you get fixated on um, when you will be home in time to watch porn? Also, one thing to note is when you are having sex or um, sexual activities with a partner, you may be having what we call clinically anhedonic sex. And that is when you're having sex, but you're not having the emotional and physical pleasure that you would expect. You're just kind of going through the physical emotions and really hoping and working towards that orgasm. So I want to throw it to our Shawnee Mick <laughs> and ask him as a male in Miami, what are your thoughts? How do we know when porn is too much porn? I want to first off by saying anodonic sex is something or a term that's new to me. So I think along with myself, a lot of viewers had learned something new or a term they hadn't uh, known before. Okay. And uh, what I kind of gathered from from what you were saying is porn is too much porn when it's interfering with your daily life. I think that's what I kind of took away from what you had said. So do you see um, any commonalities in your friends or anything that you and your friends talk about? Is this a question that men ask themselves? I think most guys would probably ask themselves that. I would also say, you know, just kind of looking at it as a, in a whole, um, I, you know, just kind of seeing around the city there's a lot of, you know, online dating and a lot of kind of what I would say is aimless swiping. Mm, um, I like so that. maybe I, I think those kind of parlay into the same thing where there's really a lack of emotion in what's going on today. Interesting. And I wonder if that is more common now um, with all the dating apps um, in the birth of Tinder. And... From my end, I'm also all for having the aimless swipes when needed and having the one night stands when needed, right? We all have these innate needs in us, but when do we know it can be coming harmful? Hmm. So that's a good point. What would be the second question that people, our viewers are wondering? So the second question from the viewers is, how do I tell my partner I struggle with ED and they followed up with saying it's a new relationship and I'm afraid they will want to end it. 
Yikes. So I completely understand that fear. And I have to imagine that a lot of guys in this situation are really apprehensive in telling their partner that they're experiencing this. What would you think? Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, Guys, for the most part, you know, are very kind of to themselves on, you know, what they deem to, you know, be lesser than or, um, you know, an attribute they don't want to, you know, bring up in in public. Especially in a in a new relationship, right? When we're still getting to learn oh, each other, course, we want to put what we think our best foot exactly. forward. Yeah, it's like your re- it's like your dating resume. You <laughs> probably don't want to have that on on the bottom there. The like, sex oh, resume. Oh, yeah. oh, by the way, yeah, the sex resume. So I'm gonna say to you, viewer out there, tell your partner, tell them what you are experiencing, and also educate them on ED. Educate them on what ED symptoms you are experiencing. Society definitely has a definition for this, of course, but everyone has their own experience with it. Let them know what your symptoms are, and while you're telling them, make sure that you don't blame yourself blame your partner, and blame a previous partner. It doesn't matter how badly you want to have sex with them. It doesn't matter how badly, how hot they are. You still could be experiencing ED. So share this with them. This can also be a bonding experience in a relationship if you're looking to take the relationship to an emotionally stronger place. But let them know what's going on. And also, don't don't shame yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. ED is a medical issue. And I have to say, if, according to what Sean is saying, men are not talking about it. But on the other end, as a therapist, knowing that a lot of men, most men experience ED for some reason at some point in their life. So please do share that with your partner. Honesty is everything, right? It is not always easy. What is our last question in the Melinda fan bag? All right. So this is somewhat of a follow up to the previous question. It's how can my partner help with my ED? How can my partner help? Ooh, so now we're saying it's not just an individual problem, right? It's a team effort. (laughs) So how can we get our partner to help us? Because if we're in a relationship or wanting to have sex, The couple is struggling together. So change what you think sex is about. Sex is not always about penetration. Does that come as a shock to you saying that sex is not always about penetration? I would say the average person probably looks at sex as the act of penetration, right? Am I wrong on that, of course? (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Maybe I'm the one that's out. Not, it, it really depends what the couple wants to define it as, right? But if you are in a relationship where one person is experiencing ED, redefine it. Redefine doesn't always have to be about penetration. There are so many ways that someone can get an orgasm. But I'm here to say it's not always about getting an orgasm. Think about it as just this journey of pleasure. Not always trying to achieve orgasm with an erection. So let's remove that pressure completely and find other ways to pleasure each other. Maybe it's oral or toys. Think in that respect of I don't have to have an erection and I don't have to have penetration in order to have an orgasm. 
so before we end the show, I want to say thank you to Dan Barron for coming on and thank you to Sean for being here. I always have so much fun with our banter together. I appreciate um, it. One of the things that Damon Barron really brought up was the idea of completely removing porn to work through ED. So what do you think men would feel if they come to therapy and the therapist were to prescribe this to them? What do you think the general reaction would be? I think it really depends on why the guy came to therapy in the first place, right? If they're already in the mindset where they're seeking help and looking for an answer or looking for something to solve their issue. Uh, I think in that position, somebody would probably be more willing to give it a go than, you know, somebody who, I guess in this position, you're probably going into seek therapy um, on your own accord. Um, maybe, maybe it's a couple counseling thing in that sense where the guy's a little more apprehensive um, and defensive in that sense, maybe. They might be a little less willing to, you know, go through the motions and do what's prescribed to them. I think I also see something very similar. You know, the reason someone comes into therapy really equates to how motivated they are to make sometimes these really painful, challenging, and scary changes in their life. So thank you, Damon Barron, for coming in and sharing your tips with ED. And thank you so much, Sean, for being here and having this banter and really representing the male perspective. Um, Next week, we will be discussing female low sexual desire. So if you have a question, please DM me at therapy with Melinda, and I would love to answer them. I hope to see you all next week. Until next time, I'm Melinda DeSetta. Now go have great sex.